What's going on fam? This is Pastor Michael Obadja. I want to say thank you for tuning in today to the Abelup Church Podcast. We believe that every message is given to activate faith in you to rise up to your God-given identity and calling. We pray that you may be transformed, inspired, and stirred to join us as a family on a mission to see the kingdom of heaven expanded here on earth. Happy New Year 2023. For all of you who are listening, welcome to the Abelove Podcast. Uh, This is Pastor Mike and Pastor Chris. We are starting this uh, brand new thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for it. There is uh, a shift I feel that needs to be made in uh, 2023. We felt it in 2022. Yes. um, As we went through an entire year of formation uh, and we're not stopping. It doesn't mean it ends there. As a matter of fact, it feels like it was just the beginning of our journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were talking about rhythm and taking an honest look of our whole 2022 and the years before and go, what rhythms are we living by and what is it producing in our life? Because your rhythm will bring you to become a certain kind of person. True. And I feel like if we are not careful... Uh, we are being formed into someone that Jesus has never meant us to be. And yeah. the truth is many believers don't look like Jesus. And uh, and we, when we take an honest look of our life, there are parts of our life that don't look nothing like Jesus. Right. And so therefore, we were addressing that last year in Rhythm 2022. But here we are, 2023. I was expecting a new word, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, uh, and it's because, oh, whew, we went through the whole rhythm. Now we got a healthy rhythm. Then we come to find out and actually check in. And sometimes you got to do that, right? You got to lean in closer yeah. and actually check whether or not you have the fruits that you think you have. Mm-hmm. Or do you just have leaves? Wow. Leaves is the appearance of fruitfulness, but does not guarantee the actual fruit itself. Jesus saw that fig tree outside that yeah. was in that state and condition and cursed it to die to its root because it's better to start anew. Mm. Uh, and so I think for some of us here, uh, that's what we're going to have to lead in and do. Uh, in 2023, we are going to get rooted. Right. Uh, and I think that is going to be something very, very important for all of us to tap into. Uh, and, and the cruciality of that is in 2023, do you want to see breakthrough in who you're becoming? Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that's ultimately the question. Is not uh, how much more Bible verses are you going to know yes. this year, which is great. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But knowing those Bible verses ought to change you, yeah. right? Now, what do you think about that? What is the correlation between this being rooted with change? Yeah, I think the most frustrating thing in my life is realizing how far I am. Yeah, really are. Yeah. than who I really want to become. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. for example, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good dad. And in reality, I blew up and scolded my kids. And I was impatient with my wife. You know, like that guilty feeling that you feel afterwards? Yeah. And you have to preach a sermon the next day. Yeah. Like, about patience. About yeah. patience, and about love, <laughs> about how Jesus is the most amazing man. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I wasn't feeling like Jesus. And I started realizing that there's a disconnect between who I really am and who I want to become. Yeah. Um, and it's not because I'm not listening to teaching. I drown myself in teachings and it's not uh, only because I'm um, not doing certain things. I'm actually very committed to my walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was still not formed to be more like Jesus. Yeah. So the problem is not with the teaching. And this is where the, this podcast and <clears throat> kind of how our year is going to be set up for Abba Love Community wherever you are listening from, um, whether it is in California, Denver, Houston, maybe Malaysia, or maybe you're tuning in and this is your first episode with us and you're like, man, what is this community all about? Just want to explain why we're doing what we're doing this year. And it's because of that question, uh, Mike, that you ask. What's the relationship between being rooted and transformation? And the truth is this, we know this for a fact. Yeah. Knowing the why we need to change doesn't change us. Yeah, that's true. 
right? Because that's teaching. Yeah. And that's important. That's what we do on Saturdays when yeah. we gather together with the whole community and we listen to what is possible in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Listen to Jesus' idea. He's like the most brilliant teacher that you'll ever meet. Yeah. He's the he's he's also the incarnation of God in human flesh. Yeah. And he lived it out in, to the full. And so we yeah. we our imagination suddenly is open to what's possible. Yeah. A new way to be human. Yeah. And I love that area of learning or discipleship. Right. But it's not enough. That's true. And that's where we meet in groups because yeah. we believe in our beloved church that circles are a little bit better than rows. <laughs> a lot better than rows. <laughs> a lot better than rows, actually. And it's because you need the habitat or the environment for transformation. Change. That's good. And without other people, as you, you always repeat this, uh, every Saturday when you yeah, preach, yeah. we cannot follow Jesus. Yeah, we can't true. be changed. We need others, right? Yeah. And so that's why we live in communities. We, we share uh, meals together every time we uh, meet. We speak the truth in love to one another. We learn how to serve one another. We are in each other's life, babysit each other's kids, um, do a lot of weird stuff in community just because <clears throat> that's what serving Jesus looked like in, in real life. But this particular conversation that we're having right here with this podcast and also some of the workshops that we're going to be holding um, on Saturdays, yeah. um, these are the things that don't make it to the sermon because yep. you know how hard it is to talk for 30, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot of content actually that we love to include there, but it doesn't make it. Yeah. So this is kind of like behind the scene, but at the same time, it's talking about the nitty gritty natural libra there yeah and um <laughs> about how do we actually do it yeah so how do we actually follow jesus in the 21st century yeah. how do i follow jesus with an iphone or an android on my pocket yeah how do i actually do that with two screaming children yes i don't know where you are in outside life. of the bathroom yes <clears throat> outside of that calling your name right yes <clears throat> And so that's what we want this space to be. We want to connect the that gap between yeah. the why and the how. Like, yeah. how do we move that? What do you think about that? I think there are definitely certain shifts that needs to be made before that can happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, this, this kind of leads off to what we're talking about actually this first month in January uh, we're, we're, we're talking about what it means to be deeply rooted. Yes. And the main passage of scripture that we are going through this entire uh, month, essentially, that we're going back to over and over again. Uh, and it's going to be the verse of the year, actually, to, uh, you know, that's how we got the word rooted. rooted. Uh, and it's taken from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, uh, verse 14 to 19. Uh, here's Paul encouraging the church in Ephesus. Uh, the church in Ephesus is one of the healthier churches, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's I, I believe one of the reasons is because Paul laid out some powerful foundations uh, for the believers in Ephesus. Uh, and one of the things that he keeps on bringing up over and over again is the beauty of the sacrifice and the supremacy of Christ, essentially, in every way. But he is the head over a body. Right. Uh, over the church and so there is this great mystery uh, that the Holy Spirit is continually unveiling the beauty yeah. of who Jesus is and what it would look like for us to be a part of Jesus that's mind-blowing that we are literally the physical move of Jesus on earth today as the body of Christ and uh, and for that reason Except for that very revelation that we are the members of the body of Christ. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 to 19. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father. From whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. That according to the riches of his glory. That he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you being rooted there's the word you being rooted and grounded in love may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth the length the height the depth and to know the love of christ 
that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Um, I, I think this is such a powerful prayer that mm-hmm. he prayed. Mm-hmm. And a part mm-hmm. of what we want to do is we want to pray this over our community also. Yes. Right? That every single one of us are going to be strengthened um, by God's power through his spirit in our inner being, in our inner man. Uh, the Bible refers it to. And this is, I feel like, uh, the biggest part of our formation. It is not uh, behavior-heavy uh, but it is actually an inner transformation. It's your being that is being formed. Uh, and, and essentially, uh, God is forming us into a being of love because we are created in His image, mm-hmm. but we are being formed mm-hmm. constantly right now into His likeness. That's what you were mentioning. Yes. Uh, you know, this, uh, this past um, Saturday. Actually, I wanted to ask you, I think that's a very powerful quote um, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because there's a struggle, right? Yeah. What, what you said earlier with yeah. where people think they are, mm-hmm. with where they actually are versus where Jesus is challenging, this is who you are and where I want you to be. Yes. So there seems to be gaps. And uh, let's address some of these gaps and how do we close these gaps in this year? Yeah, I actually quoted my therapist and he, uh, <laughs> that's great yeah my, my therapist he, he mentioned that that quote and i thought it was so impactful for me and he said that we're made in god's image but yeah. we need to grow into yeah. his likeness that's good <clears throat> and that's the reality even in our new life with christ yeah we are made in the life of jesus in the in the image of jesus but we need to grow into his likeness by participating and partnering with him yeah god won't do it by himself yeah we see that in the history and it's in the story of god throughout scripture he always choose to partner with us that's true people yeah and so he can do it by himself but he won't yeah because he has made a covenant he made a promise that i will do it i'll dwell among you yeah and that's the reality that paul is praying um, yeah. in ephesians chapter three yeah and so when I was thinking about um, that, that whole thing, what came to mind was the parable of Jesus, mm-hmm. the parable of the soil that Jesus told, that right? Jesus told. because yeah. here's Jesus. The message is really clear. Yeah. He wants us to be rooted yeah. in his kingdom, yeah. in his new life, yeah. in this, what, what is possible for yeah. us. But we have a part to play. That's good, man. And we must respond. That yeah. was actually the, the question that um, the first time Peter preached in the mm. book of Acts to the 3,000 people who got saved. Right, right. They asked the right question after the sermon. Mm. <laughs> and That's I wish everybody's asking, asking the same the right question. question. Right. And he, they asked this, after hearing about all that amazing things, about Jesus dying on mm. the cross, raising up from the dead, they asked, then what shall we do? Mm. What must we do? I think in the West, we rarely ask this question. And it's our response. Like, how do we respond to this? Mm. And according to Jesus, there are four invitations, four response. And mm. this is how I thought about it um, in the beginning of this year. The first one, and you know the story, the parable of the sower. Right. It's a farmer that sows seeds, and the seeds fell in different type of soils. Of course, this is not talking about uh, agriculture or farming <laughs> jesus explained actually and the point of a parable is uh to to show you through this story right mm-hmm. to grip your heart and imagination mm-hmm. imagine if you grew up in a agricultural society today we you know we're, we're far removed from that we don't even know what's inside of our burger or plate but for for the for the people in Jesus time this was life and right. Jesus was capturing their imagination trying to paint a picture of the kingdom of God by telling them this story mm. and there's four soils where the seeds fell and they all communicate an invitation of how we should respond to Jesus mm. the first one was the pathway soil mm. right and the pathway is hard Right. It's not the place where you grow things. Mm-hmm. It's where you walk on. Oof. Yeah. And so the seed never penetrated into the soil. 
And because of that, it says that the birds came and ate it. Mm. And Jesus said these are the people that hear the word and they never understood it. Mm. Right? They never understood it. But he said to his disciples, you guys have been given the key to understand the kingdom of God. Mm. When I thought about that, I was like, man, God, are you playing favoritism? Like, (laughs) there's only Christians that get stuff and non-Christians don't get stuff. Actually, I don't think that's the case. Actually, many times Christians don't get it either. (laughs) And so I I think what Jesus meant, and this is what I was um, getting at, Mm. is that there's an invitation. The reason why this first group of people do not understand is because of their proximity to Jesus. Mm. What do you mean by that? They were following Jesus mm-hmm. as the crowd, but never an apprentice. Mm. Right? So you can't follow Jesus from afar. We call you. We call that a, a, the crowd. There are right. people who are looking in, listening from afar. But because of that, they never truly understand. It's like a. It's like sports, you know? Mm-hmm. Following Jesus is a participation sport. You can't follow Jesus <laughs> from afar, you know? Right, right. There are only things that make sense if you're on the field. Right. And that's what Jesus meant. If you say yes to him, there's something powerful that happened there. So right. the first invitation or question that we're asking you to ask yourself and your community is, where are you in the journey? Wow. Are you even in the journey? Journey. If if we can answer that question honestly, it's powerful because we start reflecting. Like you said, we start leaning in and saying, wait a minute, where's the fruits? Right, right. Right. Or is it everything that I am supposed to receive gets stolen by the evil one because I never said yes to anything. That's good. I never participated. I never wanted to get my hands dirty. (laughs) I never started following Jesus in practice. All this time it's just been podcasts, sermon series, books. Right. Those are all good things. Which are all good things. And (laughs) that's why we're recording one right Right. now. Right. But it doesn't mean anything until you follow Him as a lifestyle. I wonder if sometimes we mistaken what is supplementary with something that is substance. True. Um, you know, like where we make the supplemental the primary and the primary supplemental, uh, you know, and I think when you confuse the two things, uh, what ends up happening is you end up having a malnourishment uh, within your body. And so I feel like I wonder how many believers are spiritually malnourished. Yeah. Uh, you know, where you essentially have many information, but very little practice. Yes. Because much of the Christian faith, the substance is the practice. Because ultimately, that's what will change your life. That's true. Right? That's it, it. Let, let's even take, you know, some of the, the monks of the old, you know, some mm. of the people who are uh, followers of Jesus, who uh, follow Jesus, what we would consider in a very radical way. Mm-hmm. The only difference between us and the monks is the lifestyle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the lifestyle they choose to live. It's the way what they, they, say yes they what they say yes to, what they say no to. Yes. Right? And the the dedication of what will I do with the time that's been given to me? Mm. What you know, what focus do I choose right now in this moment uh to be able to essentially be transformed? Right. Uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of things we know in theology wise, like man, you you your theology is a little off, bro. Mm-hmm. But you cannot deny the difference in life right. and the quality of life even. Yes. Right? Uh, you know, some of these monks seem like they have nothing but mm-hmm. super fulfilled. Yep. Looks like they're very super fulfilled. They feel, uh, you know, like they have no burden in the world and they... It, it, it's because maybe they're not paying bills or maybe it's because <laughs> they're not married and they have children and, and so that has nothing to do with real life. You know, mm. but what if um, the call of God in our life is to practice like those monks in the life that we live today? Yes. yes. Right? Because they have a completely different challenge. You yeah. think, oh, it's because they're not married. Well, you try not getting, not, not being married. Yeah, it's a different path. Right? Mm-hmm. You try staying single like that for the rest of your life. It's, it's a whole different challenge. Yes. So you can't make it easier than the other. But 
one of the things that we see with uh, the, the reality of the practices of Jesus is that it, it, it changes lives. That's true. It changes life. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we are seeking for? Isn't that what we're uh, longing for from the death of our soul? We want to see change. We want to see transformation. Yeah. But it can't happen at the knowledge level, That's right? True. Um, you cannot be transformed into Christ-likeness just by information alone, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, uh, you can never achieve Christ-likeness just by knowledge. Yes. And so it needs, we need something more. And that's what we're leaning into this year. Uh, as we did next year, we're leaning into the practices of Jesus. Yeah. And that brings us to the second yeah. uh, response or the second soil. And it's the seeds that fell on the rocky ground. Mm. Right. And now Jesus said, this is people that receive the word with joy. And there's that word, immediately. Mm. Right? We love immediate things right. in our culture. We are kind of like immediate people. We <laughs> immediately follow Jesus. We immediately unfollow him too sometimes. <laughs> we love the immediate. Like honestly, right, 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 other right, right, right. than rather than the other P word process, we like immediate. <laughs> but the problem is when the testing came, when it gets costly, when the sun starts scorching, mm. What they realize is that there are no roots because the soil is so shallow. Mm. That's the word. It's shallow. Have you ever felt like your life or your spirituality or your faith feels shallow? Mm. You've been in church for 20 years, 30 years, 10 years. I don't know. But you say, man, when the testing comes though, when when push comes to shove... It seems like I fall away. Wow. Right? That's true. And that's the statement that we're making. Without death, mm. you will fall away. That's so good, man. So the question that we're asking or what Jesus is inviting us into is, how are you going to pursue death this mm. year? Because if you immediately follow Jesus and immediately unfollow Jesus, mm. whenever testing comes... That reveals something about your death. Mm. Right? Right. And um, Josh Porter from Vancouver, uh, author, pastor, uh, he wrote a book called Death to Deconstruction. Right. Um, interesting <laughs> Great read. Book. Great book. If you want to get challenged. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is an artist, uh, poet, I would say. Very honest. Very funny. Uh, yeah. But he, he wrote this book about the trend of what many people call deconstruction. deconstruction right. People are rethinking their faith. Yeah. As you can tell, America is going towards um, this post-Christian um, time. Yeah. And a lot of us uh, don't identify as um, yeah. Christians anymore. A lot yeah. of people are rethinking and leaving their faith. A lot of people realize this whole time they've never actually followed Jesus. Yeah. They've just followed the the shell yeah. or the brand or the trends or the trend, <laughs> but they never actually follow Jesus. So a lot of people are confused about what it means to be a Christian. Right. So in his book, um, he wrote about four predators that preys on American Christians, stopping us, stopping them from following Jesus. Mm. And the four things are biblical illiteracy. It means that we're misreading the Bible wow. because we haven't pursued death. Mm. Number two is the problem of evil. It's where a lot of friends that I know have big questions about and even stumble in their faith. And it's because that it's that question. If God is so good, right. why is there blank in the world? Like hurting mm. children, cancer, you name it. Right, right. And a lot of times we blame everything on God without thinking it through or wrestling with it because we have given we have been given shallow answers yeah we don't want to wrestle with the gray area of certain things christians sometimes we we like taking the fruit from you know the low-hanging fruit from the tree we don't want to wrestle and kind of go like yeah you know there are certain tensions well we're still in this world and the kingdom is supposed to be already here but it's still yet to come and there's that area that overlaps and I think we need to do our diligence yeah. to be able to do Jesus justice. And yeah. 
uh, being able to think some of those things and yeah. sit with that and, and wrestle and have a thought and opinion and all yeah. those things. Uh, the third one is what he calls Christian hypocrisy mm. and politicized Christianity. Mm -hmm. It's it's where people are not living out the lifestyle. It's just right. like, well, you know, I say I'm a Christian, but I live a different way. Right. Or it's misled loyalty. Mm. It's when we start saying maybe the kingdom can be found on this earth through your choice of political party, which whichever you think, or social justice. When you're thinking like, man, this is this is it. This is how we renew things here, but we don't really need King Jesus. Right. So lastly is Jesus' idea of self-denial. Yeah. He has a radical call. He's saying, you need to all give up on Project Me. Basically say, that's no longer who you are. Whether you are gay, straight, married, single. Jesus' invitation for humanity is... Pick up your cross, Oof. deny yourself, and follow me. Mm. And that is a sobering, hard reality. And most of us, if we're honest, this is what stumbles us. Yeah. And we say, no, I don't know if the cost of following Jesus, of changing the way I live, of changing my perception about life, about God, about other people, I don't know if that's a cost that I want to pay. And so when we talk about death, I think we're wrestling around this area. Yeah. So our challenge for this year, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more, is reading the Bible Yeah. from cover to cover. Yeah. Uh, most of us never done that. Yeah. Um, and we, we have snippets and fortune cookie style Bible reading. And <laughs> we often feel like, yeah, I don't know why I don't. I don't really know God. I want to know Him, but I don't really know Him. Yeah. When God doesn't surprise you anymore, when uh, His image doesn't challenge you, when you approach Scripture, something is wrong there. Yeah. Because I think the, the God of the Bible is so challenging. Yeah. Until today, if I open Leviticus or Genesis or Exodus, or numbers, or numbers in the morning, <laughs> you know, to read. And there's always the what the heck moment. Yes. Yeah. What know? is this? Why why is this in the Bible? That's number yeah, yeah, one. Number yeah, two, yeah. God, why would you do that? Right. And so there's a lot of wrestling. There's a lot of death that needs yeah. to be covered here. What else is pursuing death look like, do you think? I think you can't pursue death outside of community. Uh, and, mm. and there's that's why this yes. whole passage of scripture in the book of Ephesians. And we're going to talk more about this uh, in the coming equip. Uh, you know, we're excited for Pastor Josh to come out on the, yeah. on the third Shout week of Josh. January. Woo. So he is going to talk about what does it mean to be rooted in community. Uh, you know, it's a fresh perspective from somebody that's not exactly in our community. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have talked about being rooted in community from, you know, so many in times. the beginning. Uh, you know, and I yeah. feel like when God created the heavens and the earth, we already started to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, that was 2006. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I think it's very easy to talk about it. And, you know, we've been practicing it. I think one of the things that I think many people struggle with is where community becomes common. Right. Where community becomes common. I think there's something that we need to fight for where community remains sacred. Mm. Yes. Because community is God's means for transformation. I remember last year when we had that leadership summit. Yep. And one of the uh, pastor, Pastor Philip Quad yeah. from Australia, yeah. he leads a house church in Australia, and he was talking about communion. And I remember, like, he started tearing up. Yeah. And he was talking about communion in ways that I was like, man, I don't have what yeah. he's talking about. Because yeah. he was like, man, you know what I love the most, and I miss, I miss so much, is to sit on the table with my community and to take communion together and to eat together and to meditate on what Jesus has done. And I love that uh, the most. Like, that's yeah. the most exciting thing. I look forward to that. And I'm like, I don't know if Bro. I feel that way about <laughs> yeah. eating with my community yeah. and, or taking communion together. But that, that, that shows me, oh, we're, we're, there's some depth that we need to cover. Yeah. 
in yeah. the way we relate there. Yeah, and I think when 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 the book of Ephesians chapter three here talks about love, I I I thought I find it fascinating. Essentially, Paul said uh, that in 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 love there is dimensions. Uh, like mm. in verse eighteen, yes. it says, "May may the Lord as that you uh, strengthen you to comprehend with all the saints, with all the saints." So you can't do this with yourself only. Yeah. Right. All the saints, what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth? So there are dimensions. That's true. You are not living in 2D. You are not living yeah. in 1D. You're living in 4D, according to this. <laughs> you know, And love has such amazing depth. That's good. Right, and that that means what? Well, there are things that needs to be explored that you need to dive into and go deep, and it requires, uh, you to swim sometimes against the current. Yes. Uh, where everything else is blowing your direction and is pushing you back, actually, uh, you will begin to discover that as you go deeper in love and becoming the person of love there'll be much resistance coming from the inside of you. Mm. Because I truly believe the deeper you go with Jesus, the more he shows you where your love blocks are. That's good. Uh, you know, and that's the whole idea, right? If yeah. we are going to be a person of love, God goes, I need to essentially remove the things that stops you from being the person of love. Yes. And uh, some of it is... Is deep disappointment and fear, mm. and some of it is answering the question of evil in the world today. You know, like yeah. wrestling with it and 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 choosing to trust that God is a good God in a world that is evil. Yeah, but God never designed the world to be evil in the first place. Mm-mm. He designed the whole entire creation to be a reflection of who He is. But when man fell into sin. Essentially, everything fell apart and everything decayed. But the good news is God is greater still. Yes. And that's why Jesus came. This is why the gospel matters because the whole idea is God will make all things new. Yes. You know, and, that's and, good. And, and I feel like that is going to be something that we are going to need. We need to allow the word of God to renew us. Mm-hmm. constantly from day to day to go deeper means the word of god will challenge you in some questions that maybe you don't want to answer yeah you know maybe uh, going deeper would require you to face things you don't want to face it would require you to mm-hmm. obey that one thing that god has told you to obey five years ago it's doing the hard work and it's doing the hard work and you still don't want to do it because every time you look at that person's face Everything comes back again. <laughs> all the hurt, all the flood. Uh, I just don't. I ain't got anything, anything but that. Right. But God is saying, I need that to be addressed. Wow. So that I can do anything else in your life. Wow. And sometimes we don't want to go there because, obviously, it's hard. Yeah. Oh. Right. It would require you to lean and on the grace of God. It would require you to lean on the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the truth. We know the lingo, but we don't want to lean on them as a person. It takes Be- a lot it of does. humility. It does. To, to like admit, yeah. I'm not as mature as I think. Yes. I'm not as rooted. I'm actually shallow in this yes. area. Because yes. shallowness there in that parable talks about immaturity. Yeah. It talks about areas that are not as developed as the yeah. other part. Yeah. You know, so... That's uh, that's that's super powerful, man. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, and that leads us to our uh, third soil. Yeah, which is the thorny soil, oh. and this is where uh, our conversation about uprooting comes out from. Because the problem with the soil is that something else is already planted in there, mm. and it's competing. And the word is so violent there because it says the thorns that yeah. are in this soil choke. Mm. the seeds and the plant that is supposed to grow. Right, right. So here's a statement that I made uh, on Saturday. Uh, these thorns will choke you into an unfruitful life. Yeah. What wow. is that? Right? Wow. Well, easy. It's competing agendas, either, either personal agendas, other people's agendas, the culture's agenda, or we can say it, it's distractions. Yeah. So the question that we're a- as asking you to ask is... How are you going to uproot or cut off distractions wow. this year 
so that you are actually able to have space to follow Jesus. Yeah. Because the truth is, everybody wants it. <laughs> but not everybody is available. Or, or willing to be or available. Or willing to be available. Yeah. Because we are so busy. That's true. What is that line from Dallas Wheeler? Yeah. Right? Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. Yeah. And he says, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Right. And according to him, there's nothing else. That's to discipleship. Right, right. And it's because our life is moving so fast. Mm. We are too busy, too distracted that we do not have space yeah. to actually simplify, stop, and uproot some things. Because you can't do more. Yeah. I think the worst thing that us pastors can do in the church is to give you more Christian stuff to do, but you not becoming more like Jesus, just becoming busier this year. <laughs> like, we could do that. Yeah, we could yeah, easily yeah. do that. And we, you know, unfortunately, the church has done that. Yeah. It's like more ministry, more stuff to do, but it doesn't have anything to do with yeah. how you are becoming more like Jesus. Yeah. It's hard, man, because we are living, especially even in the area that we're living in, um, you know, parents have children, right? And like, yes. and children have activities, right? <laughs> I like that. Parents have children, uh, yeah, children have yeah, activities. That's just mean? like the circle of life. Yeah, and essentially, it's not the children's activities, it's the parents' activities. Uh <laughs> And, and, and what the struggle, the wrestling that we have is like, I want my children to have activities. I also want them to follow Jesus. Oof. Yeah. Right. And you know, like even if it means, but I'm looking for activities for them to do, but at the same time, I want them to become more and more like Jesus. Uh, but baseball is season is on, uh, basketball season is on and right. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I get there's something going on also, uh, you know, at the equip or this and that, Yeah. but what about my kids? Right. Uh, and you know, I have uh, to think some honest thoughts concerning this and I think those are all important. Yeah. Those are all good things, but not every good thing is the most productive when you think about it in the long run. Yeah. It goes back to what kind of life do you want? Yeah. To have for yourself, yeah, for your family, for your family, and for your children. Absolutely, you know. I think of uh, you know when you're talking about uh, here the parable. I was also thinking about another parable that Jesus pulled in John 15, mm. where he says, "I am the vine, and you're the branches, and my Father is the vine dresser; right. He's the gardener, right. and he cuts off every branches. branches that does not produce fruit." What's interesting is the branches that it was addressing there. Uh, actually, there's a type of parasite hmm. that essentially latches on vines that wow. looks like a vine, but it's actually draining life from the vine. Yeah. And so what a part of the vine dresser is cutting off fake branches. Yes. That does not belong at all. Yeah. You know, That's I wonder good. how many things that wow. we have in our life that is dressed up as Jesus activity as Christianity or as or whatever you know that looks good like parenting. a good parenting all of that yes actually is draining life instead of giving life mm. and I feel like we need to have an honest look and review and go okay there are some things we need to allow God to cut off yeah you know how you know God is wanting to cut something off he keeps on bringing it up right <laughs> that's because true because he requires your participation right <laughs> he requires your because he's calling you to partnership yeah Jesus says in that same passage I no longer call you slave I call you friends yes right and so the idea of following Jesus is learning to be a friend of God and his friend a good friend he will tell you when you're acting a fool <laughs> He will tell you if there are blind spots in your life and he goes, 
hey, I'm going to need to check you on that one because that is not making you a person of love. It is making you a person of lust. It's making mm. you a person of anger. It's making oh. you a person of uh, ambition, but maybe not a healthy one. Mm. Uh, it's making you a person of jealousy. It's making you a person uh, that is judgmental. Whatever the case may be, it's making you a person that is over busy, yeah. overcrowded, overexhausted. And then you still want to seek Jesus in the midst of all that. And you find yourself feeling more dry and you end up going, maybe this is not for me. Right. And so we need to maybe look at some of the distractions and some yeah. of the leeches and some of the parasites and some of the things that actually sucks life instead of give life. So practically, this look like setting up your life rhythm. Yeah. And what we talked about uh, last year, which is a rule of life. Yeah. A rule of life is basically a way of life that you choose where you put in all the important things first, right? Yeah. Just like financing, uh, you learn about finances. Yeah. You learn about budgeting. Yeah. Before you want to spend your money on all your hobbies, you got to take it out and make sure that you have for your bills, right. the things that matters the most, the you bigger chunks, cost, yeah. right? And so that now you all you have like these budgets for each one. Now you need to do a spiritual budgeting in your life. That's good. Where you took a uh, took a an honest look at your life and say, okay, where is my time going? What do I actually prioritize? Yeah. Does my schedule align with my values? Like, take a piece of paper. Yeah. Draw Monday to Sunday. And show um, your group, what does it look like? Mm. Do you have time for quiet times that you maybe desire with God? And you haven't had that in a long time because you never put it in your schedule. If you never make it to your schedule, it's not part of your lifestyle, mm. right? And if you don't set this rhythm, you will march to the beat of another person. Mm. Whether it is the world's. Uh, your neighbor, someone else, or maybe your competing agendas in your life. Yeah. And so, t- to make this super practical, it's not about doing more. It's actually about doing less. Mm-hmm. And so we're not saying like, hey, go add all these things on top of your over busy life and good luck with that. Hopefully you become a like Jesus. No. It's to go, like Mike said, is to uproot some stuff. Or cut off some stuff and go, wait a minute. These do not make me to become the person that I want to be. These do not make me into more and more like Jesus. There are things that I need to replace. Maybe Netflix is not going to be three hours. Maybe Netflix is going to be an hour. Maybe I need to actually wake up a little bit earlier. Because I have smaller kids and I can't find quiet times other than really early mornings. Or maybe I sleep a little bit later and um, try to read the Bible from cover to cover because I've never done that before. I don't know what your goal to pursue death is, but if you want to pursue death, you have to cut away distractions. Yeah, and that's what that's it means good. to be rooted, yeah. right? So yeah. we're 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 talking about this really practically. So don't don't just listen to this podcast and kind of go like, "Wow, those are like such good ideas." Well, thank you so much, Pastor Mike. I'm so convicted. Remember. Ask the right question. What should I do to yeah. respond to this? Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, what should I do to respond to this? Who do I want to become? Yes. Who am I becoming? And uh, if we can honestly say, you know, I can see myself becoming more of a person of love. Continue to pursue that. Yes. But if you notice, you know, I'm not becoming the person of love. I'm mm-hmm. becoming something else. I'm someone else. Um, that then that's who good. God made me to be. That maybe you need to start looking at your schedule because your schedule is forming you. Yes. Right. Your schedule, what you choose to do, forms you. You know, I like what Pastor Josh says. First, you make your choices, then your choices makes you. Yeah. And so I think we need to maybe take a look at our choices. Uh, mm-hmm. Our, you know, and like and see if some of those choices are leading us. Uh, more towards Jesus or leading us away from Jesus. And if it's moving us away from Jesus, maybe we need to uh, make a hard stop, yes. you know, and go, hey, uh, let's stop being a hoarder. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, that, that's me and the story of me and my wife. I mean, I, I have a tendency to hoard a little bit. 
you know, where like I just want to keep everything that we have and like clothes. You know what I mean? Like I have a, I have. I, yeah, I you're like, like my I, wife. Yeah, yeah, essentially. <laughs> essentially, yes. And like you know, and, and like, but I want new clothes. Right. Without making space. You know, and we have the truth is, is we have limited space in our closet. Yeah, I have a small house, man. Yeah, hey, me too. And <laughs> you know, and we have limited space, but it, it, it feels like the space and my desires doesn't quite match. Right, that's good. It's <laughs> a good illustration for it. <laughs> my desires, spring cleaning time, everybody. <laughs> and my space doesn't quite match up. And some of the things that my wife, you know, says, okay, if we are going to have new things then we need to throw away the old. Mm. You know, we need to be honest. But, you know, like, I mean, does this really spark joy? Uh, <laughs> to just marry Kondo following Jesus? I think Jesus you know, would agree. You know, like, I mean, it, does, does this spark, you know, love in you? Does, does this spark, you know, the, the Holy Spirit go, hey, this here, this don't belong to you anymore, bro. Mm. You don't even, you, you hoping you still fit in this stuff like you did in high school. The truth is you don't. Yeah. And you're thinking, man, I'm telling you, by this, the, the end of this year, I'm going to fit this. Yeah, right. Go ahead and throw that away. And by the end of the year, you actually can fit it. You buy new. That's good. <laughs> this is speaking also from conviction. So, <laughs> so I feel like maybe it's something that we really need to consider. Yeah. Something that we need to think about for, uh, for this month. And that leads us into the last soil, which is the goal. Yeah. Right. Of everybody. To yeah. respond to the invitation of Jesus. And it's the good soil. Yeah. It's the soil that bears fruit. But I like Luke's version of this when the disciples asked Jesus, wait, so who is this guy? Yeah. And Luke said this. All for that, as for that, in the good soil, they are those who hear the word. Listen to this. Hold it fast mm-hmm. in an honest and good heart mm-hmm. and bear fruit with patience. Wow. Or another translation perseverance mm. perseverance that produce a harvest the, the difference between this one this good soil and the thorny soil it says that the thorny soil the harvest is never matured because it keeps on getting choked out wow the reason why you don't experience fruitfulness is because you get distracted mm. now this last soil actually reach fruitfulness Mm. and what is fruitfulness and the question that we want you to think about this year is how are you defining maturity and success because it's a lot of people think i can never be perfect but that's not what jesus is talking about right he's not defining maturity as perfection or sinlessness like oh you will never sin again you would never have any weakness again i don't know maybe just pastor mike I, yeah. I, I have a lot of weaknesses since no, I have <laughs> The, the sure. truth is, the truth is, we <laughs> want to be honest, right? It's, yeah. We want to be honest. We get intimidated with that whole picture of maturity because we're like, well, what does it mean to be mature? And can I ever be perfect? Yeah. That's a wrong conversation. Yeah. The conversation that Jesus is inviting us into is this. Maturity is found in faithfulness. Yeah. It's perseverance it's patience it's fully surrendered and fully committed and until you commit yourself to the practice of following jesus that way right that is the pathway towards maturity that's true that's becoming the person of love that you were talking about yeah it's because you are surrendered to him yeah i love that last conversation between uh, peter and jesus jesus was talking to peter at the end of uh, gospel of john about his death wow and he said to peter peter one day basically yeah. jesus foreshadowing and he said yeah. you're gonna die but the way he said it is when you're young somebody else dress you right right and you go wherever you want to go yeah but when you're old uh when you're young you dress yourself and go yeah. wherever you yeah. want to go but yeah. when you're old somebody else will dress you and lead you to places where you don't, don't want to go, go. One is talking about his martyrdom. Number two, I think there's a definition of maturity here that we often do not understand. Yeah, it's true. And it's a surrendered will. Yeah. It's a, it's a life like you said. You know, in America, it's not a popular message because we, we say, oh, you know, in the developing countries, yeah, people have to give up stuff to follow Jesus. Yeah. Over here, I, I don't know if we have to. Yeah. 
But that is the definition of maturity. That's the definition of what it means to be like Jesus until we become one with him in our surrendered will. I think, um, you know, when it talks about maturity also, maybe we need to define a little bit about maybe even the definition of immaturity. Mm. Uh, you know, immaturity is not just doesn't mean that, oh, the person is not mature. It is the unwillingness to be mature. Yes. That makes you immature. Yes. It is the, you know, and, and the truth is, um, you know, if you ask, man, do you want to be mature? Of course. Mm-hmm. But we don't want what it takes to be mature. Yes. Right? We, we all, a lot of times when you're a kid, you want to be an adult. You want to be able to do things, you know, like my, my, if my children are in that stage now, oh, you know, I want to make money. I want to do this. I was like, are you willing to work 40 hours a week? Right. Are, you know, are you willing to uh, go ahead and pay some bills? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Don't know about that. Yeah. Please let me know because I will. <laughs> we'll trade places. Oh, oh, man. I, in a heartbeat. It's like, you know. And, you know, I, I want, I want the, the fruits of maturity without the process that brings me into maturity. Mm. And I feel like so that's true. a hard, uh, that's a hard route. So people actually want to follow Jesus, but they don't want what it takes to follow Jesus. Yes. And I think that's very, very hard because it would require change. If you are going to follow Jesus, it would require to change. God loves you as you are, but he will not leave you where you are. Mm. He will always challenge you to where you need to be. And uh, and I feel like that's going to be the process for discipleship. Actually, I saw a quote by Rich Wilkinson. Maybe you could pull that up real quick there. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he talked about discipline in a, in a very... Uh, powerful way. I, I thought it was just a really good way to dis- define discipline. Can you go ahead and read that? Yeah, Rich Wilkerson Jr. Yeah. yeah, He says, discipline is doing what you're called to do even when you don't want to do it. That's maturity. <laughs> that is maturity. That is maturity. Right? When you have to work, you you can be dead dog tired and yep. sick and and, you know, but if you think of, if you have a wife, if you have kids, yes. you get up and you work. And not only that, you come to love it. Yeah. You yeah. come to enjoy and delight. That's the yeah. word that the Bible uses, yeah. right? Delight in yeah. His truth, in yeah. His reality. Yeah. But it doesn't start with delight. No. Like, you actually need to learn a delight. Yeah. Develop a palate for it, yeah. right? Can yeah. give you so many examples about food and coffee. Like, yeah, why yeah. you have to develop yeah. a palate for it. And sometimes you enjoy it right away in the beginning. But many times you don't. Yeah. And then you're true. like, wow, I fall in love with this music or this food or this drink or whatever right. it is. And so um, I think what we're trying to say here through this podcast is how can we all start practicing? Yeah. How this year can we pursue death? Yeah. How do we know where we are at in this journey? Yeah. And how do we cut away distractions so that we can pursue maturity? Yeah. Which is faithfulness, perseverance, going towards the same direction uh, all the time. And so... Yeah, that's the conversation today. Yeah, and I, I, I want, you know, uh, I think every single one of our uh, listeners to um, have an opportunity to practice. And if you if this is your first time on the, on the podcast and you don't have a church community, uh, please do contact us in ambulancechurch.com. Yep. Uh, we would love to be able to connect with you and connect you uh, and possibly look for a community close by you and if there's none yet we would love to start one with you yes uh, and uh, I believe that this is something beneficial and life-changing for those who are choosing to practice and we would love to be practitioners with you so God bless you guys we'll see you in the next one